And don't reference the format. We're just trying to be super pro. Oh. Okay, ready? Yeah. This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show, rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you while our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. And I am uh, Professor P. Soup, uh, international rock legend, uh, radiant savant. What else was I? You see, amateur wildlife, amateur wildlife photographer. We might as well tell the audience where the fourth walls are meant to be broken. We have not recorded the show in what is it now? Cupcake six weeks? Yeah, at least. I it's I forget. But why is everything. that? Why didn't we? Why didn't we record? Oh, something about you were one of us was away. It wasn't me. Oh, you were away on a tour, weren't you? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. Okay, I forgot. It's been a while. It's been we'll what, a we'll week probably and a half. Uh, talk about that again in All a right, bit. Fair uh, enough. One thing about that is a lot of the. Uh, just the general grasp on how shows go is mm. completely lost. Mm. I do remember uh, this that I, I said on this side of the table. Yes, it's true. And that's um, your mic. Just I swear, just as we started recording, one th- other thing occurred to me: mm. we're supposed to say good things about the show. Yes, we're supposed to say good things about the show. Yeah, I'm going to really try to retain that one. Yeah, and you know, and here at Birds of a Feather, whatever you might think we're up to. Here, uh, we want you to know that to encapsulate our goal, our mission statement. We're only making plans for Nigel. Mm, that's true. We only want what's best for him. Of course. Yeah. That's it. I'm so glad that's that we're on the same page question. about that. Never been a question. And, you know, we are coming back. I'm coming back to do the show again, despite the fact, having learned on one of the recent shows, that I'm doing this with a notorious cowbell hater. <laughs> <laughs> you Fact. Think, you think you know someone. You Fact. Know? Is it, I, have an, I have a theory. Anyone who hates cowbell has some underlying trauma. Oh, I do. For so sure. were, you, were you like trampled as a child by, by a cows? cow? Yeah, yeah. And I, you heard, and you heard its bell ringing over your futile screams. Um, something similar something to that similar? occurred. I mean, you know that makes uh, that makes me feel so much more yeah, sympathy for you. Definitely, the cows have not stopped screaming. Yeah. No. Silence of the cows. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, I, I feel I can empathize much more now. Thank you. I appreciate that. Still, I don't need any cowbell. Don't just don't, just, just don't, just don't make me uh, tell you to grow up again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's I, actually on a recent show. If you listen to the recent shows, you'll hear it. Honestly, but when you're my age, you don't understand. Telling people to grow up is a full time job. So, not this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was over nothing too. <laughs> this bitch is so uh, absolute grown up. nothing. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, okay, who is this uh, person who needs to grow up? Uh, what's your name, notorious cowboy hater? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Christina, and I'm the vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ooh, Ascent, God. and that's A-S-N-T. And um, I'm going to do the thing that I do, that little thing I do called Who Dat? And let's see if you can figure out Who Dat. I lived above the Moulin Rouge. I've been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame since 2014. Inspired by the Beatles, I bought an $8 guitar at 15 and began playing and writing songs. I played the Nelson Mandela 46664 concert in 2003 after a 25-year hiatus. I re-recorded a song with David Bowie and Paul McCartney. Carly Simon wrote Anticipation About Me. In 1979, I auctioned off my guitars and gave the proceeds to charity. 
Some of my friends likely still call me Steve. Who dat? Um, ho. You know, I'm usually, uh, I have a pretty good record with this who dat thing. You do. Um, I, uh, this might have to be, uh, my humbling defeat. Cat Stevens. Oh! <laughs> or Yousef. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some interesting little factoids in there. And the song that he re-recorded, I couldn't say. You know what song he re-recorded with David Bowie and Paul McCartney. Actually, it's, it's going to a- take a minute. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to it. Anyway, Houdat, Cat Stevens, Yousef, amazing artist, somebody we both love. I'll, I mean, just, we love to pieces. All his catalog, honestly, just amazing. Um, and I revisited it while writing this. I was like, who should I write about? Who should I write about? And then I thought, oh, Cat Stevens. I have a number of his albums, and I, I, I picked up uh, Buddha in the Chocolate Box the last time I went to Hollywood, or one of the last times. And, uh, you know, just for you young people, when I say I have, that means I actually went out and bought them. You, know? <gasps> you didn't uh, Spotify it? Yeah, we're, we're, the dinosaurs still do that. So That's so weird. Yeah, I can listen to everything, but I have what I have. Wow, know? there you go. That's true. He does have what he has. So what's right. uh, shaking? Uh, well, I'm going to do what I always do. I want to do the Finch-worthy slang, and this is a feature we do on every show, and we're challenged to use the selected slang word as much as possible throughout the show, whether or not it makes sense. And this time it is FOMO. FOMO, fear of missing out. Slang antonyms are no stranger to the dictionary. FOMO, otherwise known as fear of missing out, is a word often used by younger generations and was added to Merriam-Webster in 2016. FOMO. You know what? That just goes to show... I will look for every opportunity to use FOMO, but yes. I never heard it before in my life. Mm, fear of missing I mean, out. Yeah, I mean, there are That's a lot of like these. I I K R. I know, right? That's those yeah, little. Yeah. yeah, see, I know that one. And uh, YOLO, you only yeah, live once. You only live once. Uh, FOMO, that's an, and uh, like FUBAR. See, back in the, we had like FUBAR back in oh, my yeah, day. FUBAR. Yeah, <laughs> FUBAR beyond, never really goes away. Fucked up beyond all recognition, yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of a time honor. That's a one. good one, yeah. But um, yeah, I know some of Maybe these. Maybe we'll uh, do that one next time, FUBAR. Some of these hipster things, but uh, FOMO. FOMO. What, the, what is it? FOMO. FOMO, fear of FOMO, missing out. FOMO, fear of missing out. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Every week they come back to listen to the show because they have FOMO. Don't miss out because YOLO. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit's getting really fucked up here. So you mentioned something. I did. And I think, yes, you do that. And I appreciate you bringing it up because, yes, Ascent did go on another Pacific Northwest tour. Now, we didn't plan on doing it, but um, the infamous and amazing Rock Mama management decided she was going to book a whole tour for us. And we said, well, if you book it, we will come. It's kind of that whole thing. Yeah, right? yeah. If you build it, they will come. If you book it, we're going to come. And yeah. we fucking did. So back to the Pacific Northwest, we did. Uh, we went for another six shows. Uh, we played all over the place, everywhere from Portland to Tacoma to Everett. We were all over the place. So in, in all, like 3,014 miles. Ugh. That's a lot. In 16 days. And uh, believe it or not, I know you're thinking they have this uh, huge tour bus with a driver (laughs) and everything so they can just kind of sleep. Sure. Believe it or not, it isn't like that. No, I wish it it were. And maybe next time. Although occasionally they do the the unimaginable. They actually do get paid. Well, that's true. We did get paid quite a bit on this tour, which was very lovely. And uh, no, we did our own driving. Uh, Exhausting. But a couple things I wanted to mention. First of all, 
fucking amazing. The Pacific Northwest is incredible, and they love them some ascent, and we love them. And they are so hospitable, so kind. And my favorite part is they are so excited, confused, and into ascent. They're like, you guys are two people, and you make a lot of noise, so it's really cool. But Rock Mama Management um, is somebody that I met in 2016 when we did a tour there in 2016, clearly. And we maintained a friendship. And Rock Mama is moving here to California shortly. And she recently announced on Musicians Hangout, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, that she is now our manager. And she is managing Ascent going forward. Our booking, everything. And she's not only a huge fan, she's a dear friend. So we are very excited to have Rock Mama Management being part of the Ascent journey going forward. She's already been part of the last three tours we did and so it just makes sense and musicians hang out i want to get everybody to start watching musicians hang out because they do it on youtube so you too can watch david even i even you can watch and musicians hang out is is a, a great show that focuses on indie music like we do but it's a live show and they have cameras on and they do their whole show live and they have their people come in and scary interview <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> they interviewed us before our last tour, as set up by Rock Mama, and before this last tour as well. So both tours in 2021 and 2022. And they hyped us. They told people about us. We made a lot of new fans through their show. They're fucking amazing. You can find them on Facebook at Musicians Hangout. W-A, so Washington Musicians Hangout. And tell them Ascent sent you. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't take a second to mention the fucking bands we played with. We yeah. played with amazing bands, and hopefully they will submit their music, because, you know, it's all about the submissions here. So, night the 1967 Rock Band, you can find them on Facebook at 1967 Band. They are straight-up rock. They're good. They're solid. They kick ass. The first band we played with um, when we went back, and then also Lust for Glory, we played with them. Now, four fucking... Poor Lust for Glory. So fix that. I'm sorry. Gotta cut that. Poor Lust for Glory. They have played with us four times now. Wow. They played with us on our last tour. They played with us this time twice. And then they came to L.A. last year. And we played with them when they came to L.A. So they are Rough Edge Lo-Fi Rock. And they are on Facebook at Lust for Glory Band. Definitely listen to them. They They have this ever-changing cast of characters in the band and it makes it so fucking interesting so in the middle of their set they'll switch band members it's fucking crazy but it's fun and uh they are <laughs> they're so sweet they're wanting to do a little tour with us again soon so we may be working on that grimace you know grimace oh yeah grimace female fronted fucking in your face rock another amazing duo and you can find them on Facebook at Kiss My Grimace. They are a duo that is badass, in-your-face, experimental rock, and you will not fucking regret checking them out. Also, another band we played with, Beautiful Skeletons. They are alt-metal, again, female-fronted. You know I love that. And you can find them on Facebook at Beautiful Skeletons, and they are in-your-face, fucking hardcore rock. And she growls and she sings. And it's badass, and she bangs her head, and the band is kicking ass. It's just fucking rock. Then we played with 21 Day Coma. 21 Day Coma is rock, and it is Rock Mama's husband, the drummer in that band. Yeah. 
And you can find them on Facebook at 21 Day Coma. And they just released a new album on the 21st called Outbreak. So fucking pick that up everywhere. 21 Day Coma, rock, poppy, but also kind of hard-edged rock, kick-ass, super hooky, totes your jam. Cherry Dragon, we also played with them. They're rock, punk, surf, blues, new wave, and J-pop. Female fronted as well. That is intriguing. Yeah, you gotta check that shit out. We played with them as well. And it is it is a a married couple, so vocals and guitar, married couple, and then just other band members that are ass kicking as well, and they just do their thing. And it's just this perfect blend of all of those styles. And interesting fact, the guitarist is also in twenty one day coma. It's a little like there's a little meltiness going on in some of these bands, which is fun. Then Two more bands, and then I'm going to shut the fuck up about the tour. But I cannot go on without mentioning Kitty Junk. Grunge Punk Junk is what they call themselves. They call themselves That's right. Grunge Punk Junk. Female fucking fronted, in your face, loud, super hard-hitting fucking rock. Check them out on Facebook at Kitty Junk Girls. Face melting. Seriously, just like all over the place. Like, at the end of this set... She got her guitar, pulled all of her strings off, and put it just put it through it on the stage. It's just like that. It's like in your face bullshit. And then the last band, certainly not the least, Ghosts of the Pacific, hard rock, fuck, so good. You, uh, I'm telling you, you think all the good names are gone, and then you hear a <laughs> list like this. <laughs> Ghost of the Pacific? Fucking A, right? Awesome. And, you know, Lust for Glory, considering uh, the description as well. Yes. Just that summary of the band uh, was was enough to hook me. And 1967, can we talk here? Okay. You're talking about, you had me at your name. I didn't hear to. The bio was great. That's all. That's cool. But you had me. If you sound anything like 1967, I'm yours, you know. (laughs) I mean, I was around then, babe. I was, I know you probably weren't, but I was six. I was not. Okay, I was six. And I know you love Grimace. I've introduced you to Grimace because when we played with Grimace last year, it was their first fucking show. We played their first fucking show with them, and they are kicking ass. And actually, they're coming to tour here, so I may grab you to go watch them with me live. You know what I think drives you to to take these... Epic Odyssey type journey, journey, journeys. Yeah. I like journey. Yeah, epic Odyssey journey sites um, to uh, these faraway places to do shows. I think it's, I think it's FOMO actually. It is FOMO. You, you, you just fear missing out I on fear those experiences. Out. Who doesn't? And I, who doesn't exactly? Everybody. I, these are the experiences I think about them, and I think that's something I want to do. Yeah. It turns out I, I will be actually getting the opportunity very soon oh. and repeatedly. Uh, locally at a, a very swanky little theater that uh, is going nice. to let the professor go up and, uh, you know, make some uh, make some convert pea brains, uh, spit some ill rhymes and things like that. I, as you should. And, of course, I'm, you know, I'm basically getting back in the game, too. But, oh, maybe I'll save that for another time. I don't know. We will discuss yeah. that on future shows. Yeah. But Ghosts of the Fucking Pacific, we actually are considering touring together, maybe doing some collaboration. They are fucking badass. They're a five-piece band and it's it's you know male fronted just so good i was so happy we played our last show with them and we also played with 21 day coma we played with them twice while we were there fucking a just so great so check them out on facebook at ghosts of the pacific i had to mention all these bands because we are an indie music focused show and these are all sorry that's right (laughs) with witty sorry the canned narrative you know (laughs) 
these bands are kick-ass, and they are out there, and they're fucking doing it. Thanks to people like Rock Mama Management, who booked all of this. Hell yeah, Rock Mama. That's right. And thanks to Musicians Hangout, who promotes all of this stuff in Washington and all over the world. She promotes bands. Anybody who has music, who wants to have a moment, they give them that moment. And they're the nicest, sweetest, kindest women you will ever meet. So, like, what a fucking treat and what an honor to be part of this with all of these amazing people. And I, I, it's so exciting that you actually have management and Rock Mama, right? who is so loyal to the game. Uh, thank She's you, Rock amazing. Mama, for uh, taking uh, taking the pumpkin and hubby uh, in and uh, going to give them uh, their just desserts in the music scene because they're awesome. One can only hope. Well, again, I just have to remember that you found us in 2019 at the place held together by band stickers, and thank you for hearing something in us. You mean the place we met? Yes, yeah. the place we met. And, you know, Rock Mama heard something in us all those years ago in 2016 as well that she liked, and thank God. I mean, that's what music's about is hooking people and moving people, and even if it was the last two minutes of a song, I'm glad it did something for you because look what happened. And it did something for Rock Mama, and look what happened there. There you go. There you go. So anyway, enough about the tour. It was fucking amazing. We have tour shirts still available due to a T-shirt debacle that I will t- save for off-air that I will tell David about, and he will groan alongside me. But tour shirts available. Hit me up if you want them. I'll be advertising them. But They're pretty stunning, I must say. <laughs> Enough about me. Tell me about me. I'm just kidding. Tell me about the theme recap, please. Oh, yeah. The, can we have a sidebar again just so I can hear you say, it's a recap. You know, It's a recap. recap. Like, there was a, such a pat on your pointed little head uh, <laughs> tone about that. I just, I kept replaying that and I loved it. I might have even saved it. I can't, I can't recall, but. Uh, I believe I, you did. Yeah. It's a recap. At least you sent it to me. So I, I, I definitely have a, a clip of it in my phone. <laughs> uh, okay, theme recap. Um, oh, yes, we did the bird banter. That's right. It was the tour talk. Yes, <laughs> oh, it was. Sorry. Yes. Uh, theme recap then. Uh, we don't really have a narrative to explain what that is because it's kind of self explanatory. The theme, and in this instance, we're talking about the theme of the show that is just now getting underway. <laughs> And will this will if you're listening carefully, this will color your appreciation of the entire program tonight. It is once bittern, twice magpie. <laughs> she loves to hear me say these things, and because you're so insane, because they're so insane, and I just say them as if it's like <laughs> no good big morning, deal. you know. And uh, what and that? What's that all about? Once bittern, twice magpie. Like give her a little, little reward there. I cannot get enough of it. <laughs> so what does once bittern, twice magpie mean? Uh, this would involve songs about being bitten, either literally, yes, please, please, songs, uh, songs about yourself getting bitten figuratively by unrequited love, heartbreak, a cruel twist of fate. You see, we're standing on our heads on this one. <laughs> Bad luck or something with teeth. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's wide open. It's like, you know, like eight-tenths of every song ever written. You know? All right, so I'm sure we found some stuff here. By we, I mean Christina. <laughs> yeah, it was me. It's all on me, man. All right, well, anyway, that is what we're going to be hopefully hearing songs about. You might have to use a little imagination, but um, we guarantee they will be good because she does not miss when it comes to picking so far at least uh, when coming to when it comes to finding awesome I knew tunes. You were going to fucking qualify. Well, that. I mean, it's, I, mean I don't on. know what will happen ever. I know? think you do. Uh, I think you do. 
And um, things are uh, taking a very dark turn here on the uh, Does that mean that I'm up format. next? Oh, no, that's you. No, that means me. And there's this Excuse red we're, letter. We're not supposed to mention the format. Oh, damn it. Did I do that again? Yeah, it's, we don't mention the format. What about the red letters, though? Uh, you can mention the red letters, okay. but just not the format. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> well, look at these red letters. Mm. Uh, they say new. I believe that indicates this is a, 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 an actual uh, feature that we have not done before. That's right. It's brand new. And uh, this is a very interesting one. This is called, It's with Great Egret, question, question mark. mark. Uh, I did not... Uh, I, you did not it, fail. Uh, the inflection at the end there was intentional. Perfect. Uh, it's with Great Egret, which means maybe there isn't any Egret. Yes. That's the thing which we need, especially considering the subject matter. For this feature, we discuss the glory days and the latest releases from aging artists. What, in our opinion, is their greatest contribution to music, and what is their legacy? Mm. I hope you FOMO on this, right? I, well, I, I think... Are you FOMOing this on this? Um, do I have fear of missing out on this feature? Yes. Uh, no, I have fear of doing this feature. Ah, okay. Yeah. I knew I was con- confused. Yeah. There is no fear of missing out on this feature. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, but I will say in its defense that this feature is sort of a dinosaur's dream, you know, <laughs> oh. uh, because it's about the uh, <clears throat> the A word, the aging uh, artists, which are a lot of our which favorite are a lot artists. of them, a lot I of mean, them. I we mean, lost David Bowie. I can't even. My uh, brain doesn't even get around that. It doesn't make sense. And he, and considering he started when when he started in the sixties, he is, wasn't even that old. No. You know? But, uh, you know, you have heard the expression, when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Well, they kind of still do, if you're willing to allow it. Uh, Just look at the music scene. Now, all right, admittedly, the dinosaurs aren't selling tons of records. But when it comes to the tours, oh, yeah, Jurassic Rock rules on the road. But this feature is about the music. And there we see a surprising number of acts from the 60s and 70s that are not just touring but recording as well mm. and those types of acts would be the focus of a feature like this if i am understanding the uh idea correct the concept correctly absolutely because we know that there's a lot of great music in the past but these great artists are some of them are still creating music now and i don't think most of us even know how good it is exactly there is a there's a station dedicated to that uh, what is it called uh a mod- modern retro radio or I something like that. I thought you were like going to say the tar pit rock or yeah, something. Yeah, no, it's like that. There's, <laughs> they play new stuff by old artists. I love You'll that. hear like Billy Idol from 2018, you know, and nice. stuff like that. Because why do we think that these yeah. artists are ready to retire making music? I mean, that doesn't make sense. If you're an artist, it's always in you. So why not? If you still have the ability and... And, and as Papa Het says, we are, we are not at a legacy band. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a legacy band. No. With touring on records you put out 20 years ago. Nobody cares. You're doing no. it. That's great. That's However, right. there are acts that are still putting out... Love it. ...to this day records and have been doing so for a long, long time and largely unnoticed by the general public. Of course, mm. the fans, well, it's different. So since this feature has mentioned aging acts and how they're holding up, let's look at that. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a sentimental old sot, uh, <laughs> so maybe I am slightly biased in favor of my tar pit brethren, but I will execute my duty to the Cho and to the folks. <laughs> and uh, the, the Cho comes first, and everybody knows that uh, uh, that the Cho and Juman rights are mutually uh, incompatible. Absolutely so. true. I mean... Anyway, uh, examples of what I was talking about include, from the 60s, The Who, Yes, Bob Dylan, Ted Nugent, The Rolling Stones, Paul and Ringo, Alice Cooper, and Deep Purple. Wow, it sounds like future feature 
it sounds like that's who you're going to cover on for this feature going forward. Holy well, crap. It, just saying the pool is uh, is it's a little. A, it's is, a nice. It's crowded. It's, it's a fairly sizable pool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be milked. It's a big cow that can I be milked love for a it. while. Yeah. Well, I was hoping so. Every one of those acts I just mentioned has been touring throughout and has released an album in the last three years, except for the Rolling Stones. Wow. But even they had one six years ago. So. Now, uh, well, you know how it is about the 70s, okay? I'm Rambo. Nothing is over. You don't just turn it off. Well, apparently, I'm not the only one who didn't get the memo. Many notable 70s acts are still touring or recording, such as ACDC, Aerosmith, Blondie, Kiss, Cheap Trick, and the subject of tonight's feature is another. Ooh. A dinosaur's dream. In fact, they even have a song about a dinosaur. A fire-breathing dinosaur. And I don't care if you're an aboriginal bushman. You know it well. An ode to the king of the monsters himself, Godzilla! (laughs) Enough said. So, how are things in the world of the Blue Oyster cult these days relative to the classic years? Online trolls will tell any and every recording act that's over 50 that they should have packed it in years ago. Why? They do that shit. But most of the time, these little heathens are wrong. It's true, most of the time. Most of the time. Sure, there might be less animation and their aging carcasses on stage, <laughs> and they may sing a little deeper, but the last thing to go with old rockers is their balls, okay? That's right. Now, that might make for a vis- viscerally satisfying live performance, but do balls necessarily make for a good record? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> if they did, I'd be making great records all the time, because I've got, I mean, what I've got a, some big cojones. It takes. What about... Balls is not enough. Uh, I mean, what, what is it uh, Scarface said? Uh, the bullet and the balls, you know? That's right. In this case, it's balls and good material. What about the songs? Many of these bands are down to two original members, a surprising number of them, although probably they're the most critical ones, as well as the principal songwriters. True. Dylan still has Dylan. You know? Well, yes. <laughs> and the Who still has Pete Townsend, the Stones still have Jagger and Richards. But that's where BOC, the Blue Oyster Cult, is dramatically different from every other band. Uh, Like many other acts, they still have two principal singers, who are also composers. But the songwriting of Blue Oyster Cult was a real community effort. All five of the original members wrote in varying combinations, and some individually, but with the frequent assistance of outside lyricists. Oh, really? Yeah, you know how. Yeah, they did. You know, some bands had this mysterious figure hanging around who didn't play or didn't sing, but just contributed some lyrics here and there. Yes. You know, we're not talking Bernie Top and Elton John model. I mean, but holy we're shit. talking about somebody who just attaches himself to a band like Pete Brown with Cream, Pete Sinfield with Emerson Lake and Palmer, uh, Keith Reed from Procol Harum. Well, in addition wow. to a number of lyrical contributions from punk poet priestess Patti Smith, oh, who was wow. dating BOC keyboardist Alan Lanier, uh, who's now deceased. Uh, besides her, they had no fewer than three writers of fantasy and horror fiction. Wow. Michael Moorcock, John Shirley, and in the early days, Sandy Perlman. I'm uh, sorry. I have to stop you a second. Did you say Moorcock? Yes. <laughs> Michael Moorcock. That's his name. Fuck yeah. He's apparently a very well-known uh, sci-fi horror something writer. Michael, so, excuse me. Can I get something Moorcock, weird please? Shit, uh, I mean, it, as befits his name. Excuse me. Where's Moorcock? Moorcock, yeah. <laughs> Moorcock. I fucking love it. Get me Moorcock. That's right. I'd like some Moorcock, please. And uh, And in the early days, they had Sandy Perlman, who was also their manager. I mentioned him on an earlier show. He was the one who suggested fantasy names for each member of the group. 
Nice. And all of these names were declined because <laughs> Eric Bloom didn't want to be Jesse Python. Oh, shit. I guess, yeah. That makes kind of good sense. Except they were all declined except for one. Lead guitarist Donald Roser became Buck Dharma, a personal goat of mine for sure. Dharma and Eric Bloom Python were the two chief lead singers, uh, although the rhythm section of Albert and Joe Bouchard, the brothers, uh, sang lead now and then. And Dharma and Bloom are the two remaining members of this marvelous group. Uh, now, with Dharma single-handedly writing the band's two signature songs, the aforementioned Godzilla and Don't Fear the Reaper, uh, you know cowbell. them. You know them, of course. Less Cowbell. We also co- and and you're, you would always say Less Cowbell, you Cowbell yes. hater. Yes. We already know where you stand on the Cowbell uh, thing. Less Cowbell. Uh, you know those, of course. He also co-wrote and sang another big hit that you probably know called Burning For You. Yes. As well as singing I'm the burning, two classics burning, just I'm mentioned. For you. you. That's that right. Song. Another um, one he sings, all three of those. Nice. The Brothers Bouchard were, all, were a big part of shaping the distinctive sound of Blue Oyster Cult, however, through their amazing songs. First, let me say that all the King's Horses and all the King's Men couldn't get this phenomenal group to maintain any lasting success, and I don't know why. They're one of those bands like the Tubes who have songs that everybody knows, but the sales just don't remain, and they get dropped from labels and go long periods without releasing records. And then also play second fiddle to some bands, which is confusing because they're huge. Yes, they're, they're, they're legendary, but they're opening yeah. for somebody who isn't half as good. And you're like, what the hell? You know, 24 million records sold worldwide sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. But divided by all the years, it really isn't that much. Hmm. You know? There were 13 years between... Heaven Forbid, and 2001's Curse of the Hidden Mirror album, and a stunning 19 years between that and The Symbol Remains, which was released in 2020. I mean, that's a long hiatus, folks. That is. Uh, this is quite a contrast to acts like Alice Cooper, Cheap Trick, and Deep Purple, who have been putting out records almost nonstop since they came on the scene. Yep. The band observed, and I'm paraphrasing, you don't even make your money back on albums these days. Right? True. But this band is so good now, it would be a crime not to record them. So, that's, that's, what the, uh, that's the general idea of what they said. So, nice. is that the case? And did the core of diehard BOC fans greet the new release with Egret? Mm. Is the symbol the only thing that remains? Well, you guys are a cult. Yeah, we are a cult. <laughs> it, it, it's so true. Or does the bizarre, goofy, horrifying, witty, off-kilter mojo of Blue Oyster Cult still... Cast the same spell. Well, uh, the over 2,000 reviews on Amazon round up to five stars. And elated elated fans are gushing about it being the best album in over 40 years, the best one ever, or at least among the very greatest in their history. Wow. So are they all just drunk with nostalgia and emotional investment? Potentially. It's cult-like. Yeah, it is. Uh, No, from my cult uh, indoctrinated uh, position, it's just that damn good. Oh. It honestly sounds like they never went anywhere, and they received some massive help from new keyboardist, guitarist, songwriter, and lead singer, Richie Castellano, Mm. who wrote a number of tracks and sings three on this dazzling comeback album. Uh, We have songs about vampires, aliens, and a tale of sorcery and revenge called The Alchemist, based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. Nice. So were they just trying to check the macabre little boxes and meet expectations? (laughs) She's laughing because of macabre. Little boxes and meat exp- <laughs> it still There it is. It still says it, <laughs> it does right here. Not. Let me see. <laughs> oh, my God. Such an inside joke. So sorry. Sorry, I folks. I could not help myself. Hopefully you're laughing just because we're laughing <laughs> like we're idiots. we're laughing yeah. like idiots. 
frivolity is our, our stock and trade. It you is, know? yes. I mean, we're asking, uh, we're can, cashing but in. can you be too frivolous? No, and you can't. I would submit to you, okay, you watch the film Batman Forever, and you think, um, was Jim Carrey a little over top? And I say, you're playing the fucking Riddler. Could Hello. you be a little over the top? Have you ever seen Absolutely. Frank Gorshin? It's Come the on. same thing with this show. We're, like, we're, we're going to be as dumb as we can be. I wish you would have stopped it. I submit to you. That would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. So, uh, I like submission. Were they just trying to check? Well, that's what the show's all about, that's isn't it? Right. Yeah, that's Damn right. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, where they're just trying to check the macabre little boxes and meet expectations, like Black Sabbath so ham-fistedly did with their last album, 13, he said to himself, so no one could hear. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, Cut, cut, cut. Just so you know, I heard that. Oh, you heard that shit? That was out loud? Yeah, Yeah, it was out loud. But you never, ever get that impression from this band, not from Blue Oyster Cult, that... Right from the start, the early records, the whole dark 70s biker thing, they had these wacky, nerdy songs. I mean, I love that about this group. Like Alice Cooper, they're not afraid to be cheesy. You know? I mean, There's some cheese. They've always dished out the unexpected along with whatever they were supposedly going to be known for. Here we have a song about that viral news superstar, Florida Man. That's on the, the new hell? album. <laughs> Why does Florida Man always seem to be doing fucked up things? The song purports to explain that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And it might sound trite and predictable, but their song about cell phone addiction is still pretty sharp and enjoyable. (laughs) Everybody's done one, but it's still good. I haven't, no. You haven't? Oh, you haven't done one. Okay. Well, I'm missing it. And for the second album in a row, never mind the huge span in between, Boogie Monster Buck Dharma indulges in electrified southern rock like a runaway train. In fact, this album's foray in that direction is called Train True. And... There's a part that goes train, train, feedly dang, feedlo tendi do do dangy do, feedlo tendi do ding. It, it actually goes like that. It's, I'm going to go ahead and say nope. It's total square dance insanity. And this is Buck Dharma singing. It's just amazing. And it doesn't sound amazing. I'm sorry. It, that's the thing about it. It is. Uh, like Devo, they're through being cool, okay? In fact, leather like clothes it. and shades notwithstanding, they never really tried that hard. This group doesn't put on airs, and they only have one thing in mind, which is showing you a damn good time, even if they got to be silly to do it. Uh, in addition to Train True's Feedly Dangs, we also get the... <laughs> train, Train, Feedly Dang. you got to hear it. I'm out, dude. You got- I will hear it, but then I'm out. <laughs> we also get keen insights like this. And I said, feelings, feelings are somewhat symptomatic of societal abrasions that conform electric static. And... <laughs> You know, did he partner up with? Did they? I think they partnered up with John Anderson. But to that's so some just bullshit weirdness. But isn't it so right? I mean, I, I was just saying that to you over dinner, wasn't I? That's true. Twice. I mean, feelings, Twice feelings are somewhat symptomatic of that's, whatever. That's, hell was. True. that's what I said. Electrostatic. Yeah. The uh, the haunting dreamlike melodies, the gorgeous harmonies, the brain cell incinerating guitar fireworks, the uh, crunching gonad kicking riffs, everything you could go in hoping for, as well as stuff you wouldn't expect. Feely dang. Is uh, there. <laughs> no fan who buys this record will be a morning dove. They'll have no egrets. They won't think what a booby I am. Oh, shit. I feel like a falcon idiot. Oh, my It's a God. very, very welcome back for Blue Oyster Cult, who've been touring all along, but finally decided to grace us all with an album. And this one has met with some chart success, too. So I hope the boys got your money back, because we got our money's worth. And I'll see you in a couple weeks on stage. That's right. I'm going to see the boys in two weeks. Again. Again. Uh, As far as uh, Legacy, well, everyone knows them. Although, this is incredible, too. If you do a GIF, 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 GIF search, you're going to come up with a thousand GIFs 
of a certain Saturday Night Live sketch. Yes. If you put Blue Oyster Cult, it's going to come up with the cowbell sketch. More cowbell. You're going to pictures of Will Ferrell, you know, and yes. uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and one, maybe, of the band themselves. But every rock fan, even if they only know the hits, understands that this is a great ensemble and gives them their propers, their due respect. Thank you. Uh, they were great, and they can hold their heads high to this very hour. And uh, I'm sorry, it's been a long day. I'll, uh, I tried to be swift. I'm done huffing and puffing and raving. Oh, shit. Surely it's your <clears throat> turn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just going to blow them all out right now. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it. That's that's your take it away. All right, I will. If take we were folk away. singers, that's your take it away. Very Is that nice. my pencil? This? No, no, the, the pencil, pencil. Well, fuck, the number two like pencil. Four hundred pencils. That number that two pencil looks another... uh, quite a bit oh, like mine. That's what happened. Is the number two fell on the number floor? Oh, that's what <laughs> fell. <laughs> yes. Shit, we're sitting here. Thinking. I was just remembering. I was like fucking phantom in here. I don't know what's going on. All right, so now we go to the very reason that we are here. And that is indie music. And Ostensibly. We, uh, yes. <laughs> and But the thing is, is you're here because you have FOMO, right? And I want to make sure that you don't miss out on Allie Evanson. The song is aptly named Bite My Tongue. And she is from Detroit, Michigan. This is indie folk rock singer-songwriter music. And I will tell you, this packs a punch. Let's take a listen to Allie. Stay. 
was Allie Evanson. Wow. So I'm going to let you start this one. You are. Like I started the show. Okay. All right. Well, Allie Evanson, uh, bite my tongue. I that it had me at the name. I was totally hooked on that idea. And as the title would suggest, the lyrics are kind of biting right from the very start. Uh, despite the really sedate vocal delivery, you know, it's kind of like dreamlike until after a short buildup, it hits the chorus and it's it's a full band rocking pretty, actually pretty damn hard. But I hear in her voice an intensity like I can hear it. It sounds like she is actually biting her tongue, which is my favorite where she's like, I'm holding back. But if I let go, you're going to be fucking obliterated. And I just oh, I love it. There's a lot of tension in this song. And it is the two the different parts uh, as contra- Contreras <laughs> toy boat as much of a toy boat as they are you know, <laughs> as uh, contrary as they might seem uh, complement each other so well and they repeat them so that you become comfortable with it. You start thinking, oh, I know how this song goes. It's a great song. I know all about this song. But then this goes into this grandiose guitar break. It's just amazing. But it's not overdone. No, it's not overdone at all. It's just I deliberately veer into parody. This is dead on perfect. You know. Uh, this is, uh, but and you don't know because of the change. You don't now. You don't know when it's going to end. But as Byron Frankenstein said in a great Hammer film, uncertainty is one of life's fascinations, isn't it? At least that's certainly the case with music. And uh, I, I thank Christina for having FOMO on everybody's behalf, a yes. fear that we will all miss out on great acts like Ali Evanson and songs like Bite My Tongue. So uh, thank you for uh, being. Uh, Afraid on our behalf. Absolutely. I definitely have. It's like FOMO FOMO by proxy, I think. Absolutely. Something like that. And I have severe FOMO about indie artists because there are just so many as an indie artist. You know, you you have, you know, the fear of people missing out on you. But then as an indie artist and music lover, you fear missing out on them. And I was so happy to come across this amazing track. And I love lines like you won't shut up. That's the first line. You won't shut up. Yeah, like, exactly. Right, right there, there right like, out it starts. I, I just love it. And then also, I don't miss you. But then she talks about how she misses the possibility of what could have happened. She doesn't miss that person. So it's like this this amazing struggle. Um, and I just thought, I love her control and her execution. And like I said, I hear, I hear her holding back. I hear her like almost through her teeth singing this song. You know, uh, to whoever the person is that she's thinking of, um, and the instrumentation and the warmth of the entire track, I love it. There's this, there's this warmth about the whole thing, but then there's also this pain about the whole thing. I don't know. And then I like that she says the her little, her little uh, flourishes on lie. Just stay with me, and you know, everything in this to me is like the perfect balance. Her and then the the band, the the solo, the dropouts, the startups again. I mean, amazing. It made to me it's like all the best parts of folk, indie, singer, songwriter, but I submit it's much more. And on this track and on Allie, I will not bite my tongue. And you can find her on Facebook at Allie Evanson Music, and that's A L L Y E V E N S O N Music. So Next feature is various songbirds, and for this feature, we name lines from songs and try to stump each other in a head-to-head battle. And I always get super fucked on this, and let's see if this week will be no different than the preceding weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. In other words, the, 
Prepare for victimhood. Prepare for persecution. Prepare. Exactly, because that's that's the position you put me in. Look, I have a fear of missing out, but not on this part of the show. No, no, this is going to find you. Know that yeah. this is not something you will not miss out on. No, I will not. I will. And this is going to be a fascinating one. And I will say something going in, which you might want to bear in mind, perhaps, if huh. you want to crack the code. This one actually has something of a theme. However, it will not become apparent until. After the first two, and if you figure out what the theme is, it might help you to solve three and four. So. Okay, yeah, you have no nothing like that happening. That's exactly what's <laughs> how, that's exactly how it's going down. All right, so and thank you for the hint. I go first this time. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm running with the wind, the shadow and the dust, and like the driving rain, yeah, like the restless rust, I never sleep. What? I'm go. I'm running with the wind. I'm running with the wind. A shadow in the dust, and like the driving rain, yeah, like the restless rust, I never sleep. You know, I probably know the riffs. I probably could j- dance along to the song, but the lyrics, just like you always say, I don't know lyrics. Well, uh, this. Do w- I say it like that? I don't, know <laughs> I don't remember saying it that way. I, I might have had something in my throat when I said uh, it. Uh, you know? Okay. But um, uh, I ha- don't have any idea on this one. And I want, and I need, and I love. Animal, Def Leppard. Oh, see, I don't know that song at all. Somehow that song completely eluded me. You don't me. know the song Animal. It was not a big hit. Maybe, uh, maybe you, it oh, was. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it was. Did you just say it was not a big hit? <laughs> it didn't reach the tar pit. Oh, oh I, I'm sorry. You didn't say that. You said it was not a big hit. So uh, airplane mode uh, activated. So just hang on on this one. When you were safely off the plane. It was sorry, the band's the first top ten hit. Huh. In the UK, reaching number six, and uh, it's off the album Hysteria, their most popular album. Oh, so. Hysteria! Shit. So you are making no sense to this girl, but that's okay. I didn't know it got airplay. What the fuck is going on? Maybe with you? Uh, the the glorious was... WPDH had a hard on for Def Leppard. I don't know, but wow, uh, I uh, they played uh, three or four tracks from just about everything that was worth a damn. Uh, so I'm mm, surprised I, I didn't know. hear that one. You did hear it. You know it. So anyway, all right. right, Well, I did not expect to stump you with that because you're a leopard fan. So that missed it by a mile. Total total bomb. Okay. All right. All right. Remember to be uh, keen-eyed for the theme. All right, but not intentional on my part. I thought that was a gimme. All right. Buying bread from a man in Brussels. He was six foot four and full of muscle. I said, "Do you speak my language?" (laughs) Men at work. And he just smiled and gave me, me a, a Vegemite, Vegemite sandwich. sandwich. And he said, I, I come from a land down under. Down under. <laughs> That's right. Down under. Good day. You're having a good day here. I you am. got your first one. All right. Well, go ahead. I'll have a bad day when you tell me the next. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, no, you'll know this one, I think. Mother Moon, she's calling me back to her silver womb. Father of creation takes me from my stolen tomb. Now, that's a deep cut. You couldn't just go to the streets and... But she's geared this towards what she thinks I know. And ever, of course, I know that this is uh, Symptom of the Universe by Black Sabbath. (laughs) Little piece of trivia. I swear, in high school, I had a class called Rock Music uh, History. Fuck yeah. And um, I brought in Symptom of the Universe and played it for the class. And, and, And most of the kids thought... That's just shit. It's a re- such repetitive dribble. And the teacher said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Listen to this segue here. This is extremely intricate, you know, yeah. that fantastic segue into that beautiful acoustic picking part and everything. Oh, yeah, I know that one backwards and forwards. I Thank know you. you do. Silver platter, uh, a cotton ball on a Ready? silver platter. Ready? 
All right. Well, I hope the next one works out a little bit better for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is the same. Uh, I'll, I'll use the platter and put my own cotton ball and serve it right back to you because this one is a Cracker Jack box. Mm. Well, East Coast girls are hip. I really <laughs> dig those styles they wear. Need I say more? <laughs> And the Southern Wish girls, with the way they talk, they knock California me out when I'm down there. Girls. Is it, but is it David Lee Roth? Uh, that's the question, isn't it? It's actually the Beach Boys. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not fair. No. No, I mean, I figure I mean, everybody I, I better, knows it's a Beach Boys cover. Well, but, oh, it is a Beach Boys cover. Yeah. But I didn't know if you were referring to Oh, the, no, but I'm the, saying you didn't think David Lee oh, Roth originated. No. Everybody knows it's a cover. No, I definitely know that That whole that album song. was covers. Yeah. Yes, I definitely know All that right, song. All uh, right, so another, uh, another gift would be nice. Huh. Yeah. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So, Is it? Yeah. High blood drumming on your skin. It's so tight. You feel my heat. I'm just a moment behind. I'm just a moment behind. Uh-oh. Uh, set again. Set again. High blood drumming on your skin. It's so tight. You feel my heat. I'm just a moment behind. Oh, oh no. You know this, this is one of those songs I would bang my head to and, uh-huh. and totally pogo like a fool. And it's going to stump me. Okay, I can always cut the stunned silence out, and this is sort of a lightning round? Yes. I hate that. Okay. Uh, Why? I didn't vote on that. You know? It's okay. boring to them if we just go on forever. I didn't vote on any lightning round. Okay, yes, I did. Um, all right, uh, one second. Okay. High blood jumping on your skin. I'm cutting this. High blood jumping on your skin. It's so tight. It's so tight. You feel my heat. I'm just a moment behind. Uh, you know this. I heard this song today if... If it's not Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf, I heard it today. It sure it's a fabulous is. song. Just a moment behind him. Like, that's only, that's immortal. Well, I think that was uh, cotton ball worthy. I think. I it, think that that was, was just a was. very sweet toss. Does that mean I have to give you one now? No, you don't do that. Oh. Yeah, you totally fucked me. Oh. That's what happens. No, this is a gimme, I promise. Oh, okay. okay. I say, we can act if we want to. If we don't, <laughs> nobody will. And you you can act real rude and totally removed, and I can act like an imbecile. You can go where we want to. If we got no, 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 friends don't dance, and if it's a safety dance by men without hats. Oh, very good. Yes. Very good. Yes. Men you know, without hats, most people eh? would not remember men without hats. Yes, I, know, I see it. Men at work. I got you. I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I don't know. I was afraid I'd have to hit you over the head with it. I think you were trying just now, but I didn't to need it. To be fair. Yeah. I didn't need it. Well, I had a fear of missing out on the, the-, the theme, so I didn't. I was paying close attention, and I you're did not. You're a clever Jill. Okay. Huh? Okay. This is the last one, and I assume this is another gimme. In the country where the sky touches down on the field, she laid down to rest in the morning sun. In the country. Where the sky touches down on the field, she laid down to rest in the morning sun. Oh, it's a song I know. You know this song. But I'm, I'm, and I can almost sing it, but I can't. Oh, defeat, doom, what is it? ELO's do ya. Uh, do you, do you want my There life? are lines from that that would have been a dead giveaway. Right, that's why I picked very yeah. carefully. In this life, I've seen everything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, all right, here's another uh, 
you're going to laugh. You've laughed pretty much for all of them at how how you knew instant recognition. It's just fun to actually get it. Yes, and that's and you'll get this one too. So that feeling will be prolonged. Your pop caught you smoking, and he said, "No way." <laughs> That hypocrite smokes two, two packs, packs a, a day. day. Man, living at home is such a, a drag. drag. Now, now your mom, mom threw away your, your best porno mag. mag. Busted. Busted. You gotta fight for your right to party by the Beastie Boys because I fucking love them. All right, all right. See, see? So there's like, an, uh, like some boys and men. I mean, you're doing a victory lap here. I mean, you were killing it. Tonight. I'm laughing my ass off because it's so much fun to get it. It's. it's I thought so, I'd give you a taste now and then. Yeah. Thanks, that's nice. That's very nice. So you got two out of four, but not because I didn't try to give you. True. Yeah, true, true. I mean, Animal is like one of their biggest, their first hits, their biggest hits off of Hysteria. Come on. I mean. I must have been traumatized or something. It must have been. I don't know what happened. Uh, So, yeah. So now, uh, from uh, various songbirds to our next artist, The Lichen Bite, with a song called Bangs. They are from Columbus, Ohio, and they are rock horror pop. So we went from indie folk rock to now rock horror pop. So let's take a listen. The Like and Bite.
Ooh, the lichen bite with fangs. Wow. All right. So I will tell you, to me, this is like pop gold with a biting edge, and it's just amazing. And I love the that's me, that is me, that's me, that is me. I mean, actually, it's that's me, then it's that is me, that is me, that is me. It's very interesting. I love it. The rhythm in this song is intoxicating. The drums, the bass, holy shit. And there's a whole bunch more going on, but I just want to draw your attention to those two things because they're prominent and they're amazing. And the chorus is catchy and obviously funny. I get it. Fangs for everything. Fangs for everything. Fangs for nothing. So very funny. I fucking love it. And then his voice is so smooth in the beginning and so good and so poppy. And then it gets real gritty and I wanted it so bad. I wanted it to get gritty and hard and it did and that musical ending is fucking otherworldly i loved it there's so much going on there it's so good they're so tight and i think at the very end i heard a, a wolf i believe i did because obviously we know what like and the like and bite is that's right but i thought there was a little oh at the very end i'm just telling you as soon as this track started i thought oh shit this is our jam first of all let's talk about the name we did a show called uh, the theme of which is once bitten involves being bitten and there just happens to be a group called the lichen bites i'm just saying and a song called fangs they're trying to they're trying to over qualify here they checked all boxes i might suspect that they formed this band just to be on the show oh i didn't want to come out and say that but i agree except for there's one thing i can't get past if that were true they wouldn't sound so damn good that's true they do they're so good uh they're they're absolutely fantastic and when I think back to before I heard this, I'm retroactively FOMO. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even though it didn't happen, I'm still feeling the fear. It's That's like right. it's like a limbic lag for fear. You you could have missed out on this. But seriously, this campy humor horror pop thing is so raw and elemental and punky. But as you said, it's very cerebral and it's intricate. Yes, you know, and that. Wonderful, dirty Rickenbacker sounding bass is so gorgeous. I mean, and who who are these? Richard O'Brien's kids or something? (laughs) (laughs) They're not. They don't have enough cheese to be. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll grow into it, but they've got the vibe. You know, they've got the vibe. They're so. I gotta say that was uh, that was a great find, and uh, you know, thanks for everything. (laughs) Thanks for nothing. And I'm just saying, they're so good. You can find them on Facebook at The Lycan Bite, and that's the L-Y-C-A-N Bite. Holy shit, Columbus, Ohio representing. I mean, really. All right, so that was our second artist. And I don't know about you, but I feel a little, a little short of breath because they're so good. So maybe you bring us back down to earth for uh, another feature. Well, the problem with that is the feature is parity. Yeah, it seems like a funny one. You don't really get close to earth on that one. Uh, (laughs) For this feature, we discuss parodies, satirical, funny, or silly-ass songs. There's so many. Yes, and I would probably file this next one under the latter category. And you know, I would file a lot of your... uh your rap uh, masterpieces under parody satirical, I thank would say. You, thank yes, you. Uh, witty. Some of them don't miss the mark by too many miles. No, no, not at all. Well, and I uh, would think we would file this song, as I said, under the silly ass subcategory. Nice. Uh, you know, there are all sorts of quaint, whimsical, sometimes even sappy songs 
several within the catalog of the band responsible for tonight's selection. Arguably the most iconic rock band of all time, but none of the Beatles' other campy outings, nor any I can recall by any mainstream act, though I was in a group once that specialized in black humor, I will say, <laughs> Trash Trio. Uh, none of their other songs have the singular feature of concerning brutal homicides. No. Blunt, bloody, bludgeon murders. I know you love alliteration. You know I do. That's right. Uh, this kitschy music hall ditty is about the savage killings of a quizzical young woman named Joan, <laughs> an unnamed teacher, and incredibly, a judge. In a courtroom, during a trial. Horrendous. Oh, but he's a sly one, our dastardly protagonist. Aside from a rather happening little guitar break that you really don't see coming... Maxwell's Silver Hammer concerns itself with a a medical student, I guess, named <laughs> Maxwell Edison. Seems like it. Whose age is something of a mystery, and indeed, there's something strange about a young man who's, quote, majoring in medicine and can call women on the phone and offer to take them out to the pictures, yet he goes to the school where they can punish him by making him write something on the board 50 times. That doesn't add up to me. No, I have some questions. I am wrestling with that one. I mean, I don't think they do that at Yale. You've been wrestling a long time. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Yale doesn't do that. I mean, they probably put an ice cube in your underwear or something like that. Probably. One of these intelligence schools. Or or Ben Gay. I've actually had that done to me. That's uh, that's In your underpants? Yes, at the the academy. Brutal. That's that's one of those jokes. Everybody did it to everybody. That's not right. But that makes about as much sense as how the prisoner, who I always thought sat in the dock... Got his hands on the People's Exhibit hammer and managed to get behind the judge, apparently unseen, mm. at the climax of the story. Stealthy. There is also a disturbing twist mm. with uh, two demented female cultists identified as Rose and Valerie who are shouting out that they must let this, at that time, only double murderer, because he hadn't killed the judge yet. Well. They were shouting out, he must go free. Subsequent. Shit. To what I imagine uh, ultimately to be Maxwell's conviction, eventually, he can't kill everybody. I think Rose and Valerie probably went to California to Spawn Ranch to hang out with Charlie and the gang. I think so. <laughs> I think that was I their think deal. That's what happened. I get, you know. <laughs> they and the Beatles would all go helter skelter before too long, you know. Uh, Edison family, Manson family, six of one, half dozen of the other, you know. Uh, anyway, but that's the genius of the Beatles to stick this song on what would become one of the most iconic rock records of all time. In between George Harrison's gorgeous something and the heart and throat ripping, oh darling, just like When I'm 64 on Sgt. Pepper, before the uh, sitar and tabla drum astral trip on Within You Without You. Yes. You know, if you can make that work, you're geniuses. And the Beatles and George Martin were geniuses. Absolutely. It would surprise no one to learn that John Lennon hated the song. <laughs> what didn't he hate? What didn't he hate? Uh, anything of McCartney's <laughs> anything. schlock, you know? That's right. And did not appear on it, although he was, like, recuperating from an accident or something. You know what? Lighten up, Francis. And, hey, once you put out woman, I think you owe Paul an apology. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yes, uh, there's a very, very uh, silly parody for us. That is a silly-ass song, and I love it. All right. Well, there is nothing silly. Well, that's not true. There could be a little silliness in this next uh, artist. The band is Polyester, and the song aptly named Bite Me. And they are from Stockholm, Sweden, and they are punk, pop, and new wave. Now, there is no place that said, as they typically do, what kind of music it is. This is my determination that these are the categories they fall into. It would be interesting to hear what you think. 
Uh, there's certainly a little tongue-in-cheek stuff going on on this song, and I think it's something that everybody will love. So here's Polyester. <laughs> one who normally likes polyester but i fucking love this band so what do you think yes it's great public relations for the much maligned uh, fabric because yes. this band uh will i will forever associate with a, r- a really good feeling that i got from hearing this song it's this just absolutely delicious it's crazy mashup of sky it's like j-pop k-pop whatever the hell it is and punk and it has uh, it's just there's as much sass and attitude as you would expect from the title, Bite Me. Absolutely. And uh, it has such a live sound to it. Yes. That it's like you, can, you can't make out the faces, but you can kind of picture them performing it. Yep. Because it's just such an, such an in-your-face song it like is. that. It is. Fuck you off can and see bite it. me? Come on. Yeah. I mean, and that's just great about it is Come On and Bite Me is they just run with that and, and just that's it. They just exult in that last line many times over, and it, it doesn't get tiresome at all. It's wonderful. It doesn't. It's the wonderful. The song is fantastic. Yeah, the band is really impressive. So good. So, uh, yeah. I will say, sassy and playful. I yep. loved it. And just, I feel like it's just perfectly punky, and I love that the voice turns into a siren at the very beginning. And I just thought, fucking clever, you guys. I love it. 
And then that delightful little squeal that she makes makes me think Dolly Parton should cover this song. I would love to hear that because Dolly Parton has that cute little squeal, too. Not quite to this degree because this is expert squealing. It's adorable. Like, I just want to hug her. She's so cute. I can't handle it. She probably want me to bite her, but... Um, and I love there's this double time that happens and they return to regular time. Then they double time and they return to regular. Then they go double time until the end. And you're just, you're just, <laughs> you don't know when it's going to end. And then it ends and you're like, <gasps> okay, there you go. And the ride is over. But what a fucking ride. Yeah. You know, you mentioned these squeaks and squeals, whatever they were. And love that it. reminded me. And I really think this band has many of the virtues of a group I love, uh, Missing Persons. Mm, yes. You know, the Dale Bozio's uh, sounds. For and, sure, little and squeaks and squeals. And that crazy-ass rhythm from, uh, from uh, Terry. Terry, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and this is worthy of comparison with that. Excellent. Absolutely yeah. is. You're, I didn't, I, I hear it, but for some reason it didn't register a thousand percent. Yeah. But I think it's like a 2022 version of Missing Persons, and it's just like, holy shit. A group we saw together, in fact. Absolutely. Amazing. Now, you can find this band on Bandcamp at pushmybuttons.bandcamp. So the name of the band is Polyester, but it's put up by Push My Buttons. So pushmybuttons.bandcamp. And you want to listen to a lot of other stuff by them. I'll tell you, I was happy to pay... I think it was like a dollar forty-seven or something for this track. I thought, God, I am so stealing this track. How loyal is that? Seriously, so good. All right. Well, I feel a little breathless again from that because it kind of got me right to the edge there and then just dropped my ass. I like it. So now I am going to do a feature we call Trivial Trills. And for this feature... I will name a musical act, artist, or band and see what, if any, tasty trivia tidbits David can share. You know why it's called Trivial Trills? Because one, for the bird tie-in. Yes. And second, for brevity and alliteration and just general ease of usage. And it's so much better than make David look stupid. Uh, Expose (laughs) David's ignorance. Uh, None of those quite have the ring to it. Here's the thing. The reason I created this is because you are a fucking walking encyclopedia of musical knowledge and it's an obnoxious and wonderful all at the same time that's, that's you been make, disproven many you times make me look like a fool because i'm like how did you fucking know that you're like uh i do research and i care i'm like fuck dino me. baby dino. <laughs> so um the group this time is abba Oh, Come goodness on. gracious. Come on. I know you know stuff about ABBA. You know, it's surprising that I don't. I mean, I Are had... You fucking kidding me? I had the albums, Voulez-Vous and Super Trooper. These, This is a great group. It really is. We love them. But I don't know much about them. I know that they're like... I don't know who's the couple with who or any of the... Not uh, anymore a couple at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. that just, None of them are, really. You, know. <laughs> uh, you name them. You know. But uh, no, I actually... And at least it's like Trivial Pursuit, as I always say. I'll learn what, when we all learn at the same time... Because I know nothing starting up. <laughs> well, so interesting factoids that I picked up. Not too many because I don't want to kill everybody with trivia, but very interesting. So they held a competition in the local newspaper to find a suitable name for the band. And they kicked around names like Alibaba, Fab, and Baba. Interesting. Fab. Oh, Lord. F-A-B-B and then Baba. Oh, no, no. F-A-B-B? Oh, that's even worse. F-A-B-B, yes. Goodness gracious. I mean, I can't imagine being Alibaba. I mean, Abba's good. And in 1974, they won the Eurovision Song Contest with Waterloo, which really put them on the map. So that's interesting. And did you know this? This is interesting. So during the Cold War, 
ABBA was paid in oil commodities because they could not accept rubles at the time. You could not. They had no value. Wait, rubles? Yeah, you could not at the time. So So who was giving ABBA rubles? Well, the... The, um, the Russians? Yes, thank you. Oh, I was like, oh I to perform the there. Okay. To perform oh, during okay. the Cold War. So hey, we'll, I mean, we'll take oil. Yeah. Absolutely. So they're like, oil commodities? Absolutely fine. Again, like gold, right? So that's interesting. And they didn't have a number one in the U.S. until 2008. Why? That's absolute madness, first of all. I know. I demand a recount. Uh, And why? Recount. What happened in 2008? Do you have any idea? Um, No, actually. The musical film, Mamma Mia, and the stage production, Mamma Mia, started to happen. And so there was a resurgence. And they had a number one. Big resurgence. Absolutely. It's just I've never seen it, believe it or not. You're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't feel, uh, I have no FOMO of that. Yeah, no. And and just look (laughs) at my face. Yeah. No FOMO, no. no FOMO warranted. I'm I couldn't get through the whole thing. So that tells you something. And did you know that Led Zeppelin recorded in through the outdoor at their Polar Music Studios in Stockholm? So that's Abba's studio, so they recorded that album there. I actually did not know that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And another little Robert Plant moment. In 1978, Robert Plant, Bjorn, and Benny went to a local sex club to get away from Agnetha and Frida. They went, they're like, anything but these bitches. I got to go. So they went to a sex club. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know what happened there. It's none of my beeswax. Maybe that's why they broke up. But I'm just saying they all Depends went. on what year, you know. I mean, it depends. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What was, what was Plant uh, attached or not at the time? I'm just know? saying, of all the places you could go. Yeah. You could have gone to, you know, what is their equivalent of a Denny's. You could have gone and sat in the parking lot. You could have gone to a park. You went to a sex club? Guys, does your mother know? I, I mean, mean, shit. You know, they, they, um, they just they got a whole lot of love. That's right. <laughs> they, they probably did. Well played. So, and then the other thing is 3.5 million people applied for tickets for two dates to see ABBA at London's Royal Albert Hall, enough to fill the venue 580 times. Wow. So, we're not the only two that love them. We just are probably the two most outspoken. <laughs> yeah, we're the honest ones. We're willing to bear it, you know. We own up to who we are. They're cheese, amazing. Cheese balls, you know. Cheese balls, I love it. They're amazing. And one of the other interesting things is, so... They found out that the clothes that they wore on stage were basically tax deductible. Mm-hmm. And they just had to prove that they didn't wear them every day, that they wore them only for stage. And so that it was tax deductible. And they all agree our clothes were ridiculous at that time. Yeah, I don't picture them going around the house and no. going to the store wearing the stage jumpsuits. outfits. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think that's kind of funny. That's not a hard sell at all. No, yeah. you go, Oh, you didn't go to the grocery store. You didn't. You didn't go pick up the kids. I don't think they have kids. I don't know. You go pick up the kids in that get up. I don't think so. But anyway, those are just a few little factoids about Abba that I thought you might know some more. But anyway, kind of fun to find out about one of our favorite little uh, guilty or not guilty pleasures. Nice, uh, nice uh, Zeppelin tie there. That was right? interesting. That's very and, interesting. Uh, also, you know, millions and millions of people uh, signed up for concerts. The same with uh, Zeppelin. It was the O2 Arena, wasn't it? I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Uh, fascinating. See, well, we all learn uh, when we know nothing about ABBA, except for I probably know more of the music than the average person in the street because I had those albums. But uh, I did not know those little tidbits. So well, now we all know, and now we can uh, use them in the future, and you don't have to FOMO. 
right? You don't have to worry that you're missing out on important information about yeah. ABBA. Yeah, it's tempting. And so now we go on to, uh, you know, ABBA got their justice when 3.5 million people applied for, you know, two tickets to see them. And Vindicated. from there, to we go to Justice Cow, our next indie artist. And the song name is Sink Your Teeth In. They're from Boston, Massachusetts, and they're alt-pop, experimental pop. Now, there's a story behind this band. With a name like that, I hope so. Well, here's the thing. So, I didn't know the name of this band, but there is a tie to another indie band that Bruce and I love, which is called Bent Knee. Now, these two, there's two of the three people in this band left Bent Knee recently. Because um, they're touring, they're getting very big, and so these two, I, th- I believe they're a couple. They went into a trio called Justice Cow, and when I was listening to stuff on Bandcamp, it came up, and I loved it. And I brought up the picture, and I was like, I know that that face because we've seen them in live, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I know that face. I'm like, wait, is that Ben? Is that? And it's them. So, bent knee is an. In- incredible indie band holy shit they're so good and these two people two of the three in here were in that band they're fucking incredible too and now they're doing justice cow so weird wacky crazy thing check out bent knee you will not be disappointed and then today we're going to check out justice cow Yeah. 
Justice Cow. Sink your teeth in. Well, was it uh, sumptuous for you? Yeah, we really hit the jackpot with the uh, titles here tonight. I'm right? telling you, I didn't think there would be that many. Oh, I did. With all these goody tissues out there in the music scene. Uh, but honestly, the name, first of all, Justice Cow. I mean, that Come is on. just, that's brilliant. That's like a character name. I could write an entire series of children's books about Justice Cow. Do it. And uh, except Do for you got it. the name first. That's yeah. true. Well, it starts off very ethereally, and I'm always okay with ethereal. I like a lot of that, you know. And, you know, and it drifts along so innocently, and then suddenly it's not. I mean, lyrically. I mean, it just, it ta- oh, okay. And then this really trippy percussion permeates the song, and I absolutely love that. And there's this instrumental, like, a you know, kind of a break and kind of a theme that you hear in and out of this, going, a weaving its way throughout the rest of the song that sounds almost exactly like Levian Rose. Did you hear that? I mean, it's very, very mm, close. Interesting. It's almost like an homage, or maybe it's just similar to it. And and this sounds like a modern version of that kind of somber ballad, you know? Mm. Uh, it's very modernized to the point of being progressive and experimental, and it jolts you pretty good a few times, and all this awesome stuff. And then there's these rattling chains, and I'm like, what the fuck is that, Marley's Ghost? I mean, it was just, it's just <laughs> so amazing, this song. And, uh, and it, again... Jolts and shocks and a really avant-garde outro. I mean, it's it's an amazing piece of music. I agree. And, you know, if you like this, I, there's definitely a lot more from Justice Cow. No, they're not a new band. They've been around for a while, but I think this is their sole project, at least that I'm aware of at this time. So normally I don't like autotune, but in this particular instance, I love it because it's not overdone and it's... You know, it's it's perfect. It's, there's some sort of sweetness about it. It's uh, and it's sparing because this person, this this woman, can actually sing, and I just I really like it. It feels like the use is fresh. I don't know, and the progginess. Now, you know, and I, I hate to mention the other band because this is a different band, but Bentney is very proggy. There you go. So um, I would not expect anything less. And these two musicians are just brilliant. So, And the third one I don't know much about, but obviously the three of them together makes this amazing music. Um, but I really, I really love the textures, the electronic flourishes, um, the synths in there, the experimental nature of it. I mean, they're all expertly applied because these are absolutely brilliant musicians and it's so complex and dense and i love uh to listen to tracks that challenge me music the musical conventions and i feel like this really does and even though it may feel avant-garde to me it just feels fresh and new and different and exciting and i like complex i know a lot of people listen to music to just get lost i get lost in the complexity and i love it and every time i listen to it i'm going to hear something different come out and every time I listen to it, I'm going to fall in love with another piece. I'm going to feel the feeling like there is that innocence. Then there is kind of 
heaviness. Um, and the whole thing, it just, there's a mood, there's a feeling, there's a vibe, and I just love it. I think Justice Cow is amazing, and I look forward to hearing a lot more from them. And again, it's been years that we've been following Bentony, so this is just another extension of an already great band. Now they're fractured, fractured and they've gone to their own way, so now I have two bands that I can just love. Nothing like those spinoffs. Some of them are right? better than the original bands. You know. Absolutely. So... In this case, I think we have a neck and neck. They're very different, but very similar in lots of ways. And I'm just so excited by it. And congratulations to Justice Cow. Sounds really great. And again, because we've been following you for so long, I feel all like emotional about it. I'm like, oh, you go, guys. So you can find them on Facebook at Justice Cow. All right. So the next feature is Squawk That Loon Lightning Round. Uh. And for this feature, one person, me, names five artists, and the other person has 30 seconds to sing an excerpt from a song by that particular band or artist. And um, I've been the one to do Squawk That Loons in recent days because it occurs to me, and it's fun. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to set my timer for 30 seconds because I'm a stickler for time. I feel the pressure already. Hmm. And I'm feeling singularly unprepared, but I don't suppose I can get a continuance, so uh, let's just do it. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Eminem. Oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are, j- are just imitating, so won't the real please Slim Shady please, please stand, stand up. up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Very nice. Okay. So let me reset my timer. Uh, I could have done a deeper one, but uh, no. came to mind. Hey, lightning hey. is lightning, you know? Lightning is lightning. All right. Beastie Boys. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'm a, I do, How much do I got to do? That's it. Oh, okay. Fine. Good. Yeah. Sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. Genesis. Uh-oh. Follow you, you. Follow me every day and night, if that's what the lyrics say. I have no idea what song you're singing. Follow, uh, follow you, follow me. Ah, uh, okay. I can do another one, you know. No, I'm. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's always the same. It's just the same. That's all. Wait, it's always uh, a shame. It's just the same. That's wait. That's it's always all? the same. It's just, just a, a shame. shame that's all. I know that. Are you ready? Hmm? Prince. Uh oh. So tonight I'm going to party like it's 1999, or it's 2000, zero, zero, party over, it's out of time. Okay, okay. very nice, very nice. So kind of softballs, yeah. honestly. Big time softballs. All right, and the Smiths. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, 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 oh, wait, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, but heaven knows I'm miserable. Now, that's it. I, I only know that... I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm I'm stumped. I mean, if I, I could think for a while, but no. I don't Every know them well enough. Every day is like Sunday. See, I, see I, they, right. they kind of went in one ear and out the other, even though that I enjoyed them that rude. much, you know. All right. Well, you got four out of five. I mean, that is your no slouch. Four out of five. Very nice. It's just, you know, the, the, the dino is visible. The dino factor is visible here. We have one more indie band to listen to for this show and then we will provide the new theme but right now we're going to focus all of our attention on dichotomy and the song is the bite they are from pittsburgh and they are punk so are you ready 
for some punk always, babe. Hell yeah. What say you? Well, dichotomy, first of all, just by spelling the name die, D-I-E, which the listeners <laughs> don't know unless they're seeing it in print, dichotomy, is a, uh, is a, that's a fact. It inclines me towards you. Yes. That's, uh, that's very sweet. Absolutely. And the bite. Hey, you're all on the same page. There There's a lot is. of biting going on out there. A lot. And this one, I mean, it starts off with this really metal, doomy thing. 
But then it turns into just this runaway zombie punk story, and it's uh, it's just a gas, and that would have been fine, but then it stops for this uh, instrumental break that's just, just total hammering, amazing. just an absolute brutalizing. Love it. And, you know, it's sung, the lyrics are sung and screamed, this demented horror stuff and everything. I mean, what's not to love? This song really has it all. And it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like, bang, 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 here's what you love, boom, you know, a quick fix, and uh, terrific stuff. So good. Yeah, I agree. Guitars, damn. Bass, drums, damn. They come right in badass, like, from the get-go, right in your face. It's a humorous story. It's kind of funny. You can kind of picture it. Um, I love the woes. They're kind of whimsical and kind of fun. Whoa. It's just kind of unexpected. Um, and it kind of gives me a little doo thing, which I kind of like. It kind of stuck with me. And the breakdown in the middle, yes, please. Yeah, I mean, right? hell yes. And the screams at the end and the growling, I, I just can't even. I mean, there's a little bit of like the screaming and the growling, and then it goes back to kind of a Green Day feel. And I, ugh, I know that that's tough whenever you say punk band to be compared to somebody. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying... There's a sensibility that I love and I appreciate about what you do and about what Green Day does. So to be mentioned in the same sentence to me as Green Day is a huge fucking compliment because they're just brilliant. And and bands that went before them that, that they, you know, uh, kind of uh, evolved from, you know, and uh, it's, uh, that's what we see here. It's, uh, it's okay to say they remind me of this group that's really good, like Green Day or the Ramones or whatever. Yeah. But the, the whole... Uh, the horror angle, the, the love it. That's just uh, there. I love that kind of thing. Yes, uh, it's not. Uh, you would expect it almost to be rockabilly, but it's not. It's, it's much not, heavier. It's not. It's much heavier. And that's what's beautiful about it. It's, it's a great, just a great number. Really a great tune. So if you want to find Dichotomy, you can find them on Facebook at Dichotomy Punk, but spelled D I E C H O T O M Y Punk. Well, so we're getting to the point in the show where we start to do that thing I hate doing because I love doing the show which is wind things down but we are and so that leaves you normally my job but I'm passing it on to introduce the new theme and I think you know why yeah the, well the well if I had a if I had to hazard a guess mm. I would say the new theme is usually something absurd and you want to see if I can say it if I'm willing to say it or I'm just gonna tear up my paper contract and head for the door that's well you'd want me to go for the door yes because you live here oh yeah that's right I yeah. live in both studios okay yeah. But I, as always, have no problem uh, restating the theme as I did earlier. Uh, that was tonight, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. So the new theme is Should I J or Should I Oriole? That's right. And these are songs about the struggle to stay where you are in life, in a relationship, etc., or whether you should escape, leave, and risk imagining something new. So again, we're leaving the field wide open. We don't expect to have absolute bullseyes like we did tonight with all this biting stuff, uh, which I was pleasantly surprised with. So, should I J or should I Oriole? Tell us via song. <laughs> I can't handle how much fun that is for me. <laughs> I write this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, he's not going to say it. Every time you just say it and you say it like, you're saying something, like you're reading, you know, Shakespeare. Just words, just words. <laughs> yeah. words. What do you read? Words, words, words. Of course, words. Oh, there you go. I always like to throw a little Shakespeare reference in there when we can. Why not? And so, just as new themes need to be introduced, puppies need to be wrapped up in neat little blankets. So, let's wrap this puppy up in a neat little blanket. Uh, coming up, 
winging it. Enjoy the short show, short sh- short shrift. We're not going to give you the short shrift and short sheet on the short show. Uh, enjoy this short show that covers a single fantastically interesting topic. We're not biased at all when we say that. Nope. No music, no features, just mainstream music chat, opinions that are all correct, and uproarious laughter. Uh, we offer you entertainment by this means every single week. And we invite you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Deezer, and many more. They tell us we're there. We don't know for a fact. We, we don't. We don't search them all. But, I know. Oh, you probably do, too. Mm-hmm. So loyal. Always click subscribe and enable notifications on these platforms of yours. So follow us also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. At both on air. It's B-O-A-F, as in birds of a feather, on air. Uh, everywhere we have the same name. Lucky us. Uh, some people really have a problem. Poor unfortunates. You know. This is where we advertise our new themes. Uh, after I've been uh, uh, compelled and uh, coerced into saying them, which I have no objection to at all. So. Uh, tell your friends in bands to send in their music. That's right. Submit. We want to grow our flock, too. And we need your help in doing that, in that noble endeavor. Please share us on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds. Uh, share your birds with the world. And with all the obligatories out of the way, I guess that only leaves for you to say... Let's get the flock out of here. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.